Before we get into today's broadcast, I want to let you know about a special gift I have for you. I am so excited that we are walking together through the book of Hebrews. Friends, we're going chapter by chapter, phrase for phrase, sometimes word for word. And I want to send you a Hebrews Bible journal. This would allow you to take your own sermon notes as we study together. You can journal your prayers, and I know this is going to be a great complement to your study through the book of Hebrews with us. If you go to my website, awakenedtograce.com, find the Hebrews Bible Journal link, and when you give a generous gift of any amount, then I will send you this Hebrews Bible Journal that I know is going to enrich your walk with the Lord and your study of Scripture. Welcome to Awaken to Grace. I'm Chad Roberts, and today is part two of a wonderful sermon called Jesus, the Radiance of God. We are exploring Hebrews 1, verse 3. We're in a great series called Hebrews, an anchor for the soul. And as we work our way through verse 3, we're going to see three phrases today, that Christ is the radiance of God's glory, that he is the exact imprint of God's nature, and that he upholds the universe simply by the word of his power. I have an offer that I would love to send to our Awakened to Grace listeners. No matter what platform or radio market you're listening in today, you know, we need people, we need listeners, we need Christians just like you to come alongside of our vision and our work. As most of you know, I'm a blind pastor, and God is using this affliction. He's using this blindness to become a trusted spiritual voice in people's lives. I hear from people all over the country that God is using our sermons, He's using our music, He's using our devotions, He's using our books. Everything that we create at Awaken to Grace, it has one core message. That's that everyone who engages with us, everyone who interacts with us, will walk away with a deepened and a strengthened faith. If that's a vision that you would like to get behind, I invite you to join us. I invite you to become a grace giver. Perhaps you want to give a one-time gift or become a monthly partner, whatever the Lord puts on your heart. But either way, we invite you to engage in God's work with us. For those of you who do, you can go to my website, awakentograce.com, and I got it. I have a gift I would love to send you. It is a Bible journal of the book of Hebrews. One side is the text, the scriptures. The other side is a journal where you can take notes. Oh, I love taking sermon notes. I love to go back and soak in what I've learned. Or you can use it as a prayer journal, whatever you choose. I know it will be a blessing to you. I've provided these for my church congregation, and I know it will be a great aid in your spiritual life. So give a gift today. Help move us forward in the vision, and we will get this out to you. 
Well, friends, let's go. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, part 2. Christ Jesus, the radiance of God's glory. Notice the glory of God. Christ is the brightness, the ray, the radiance of the glory of God. I want you to note John 17, verse 5. John 17, 5 says that Christ had the glory of the Father. Christ had the glory of God. Not after creation. See, this is so important. There are cults. There are wrong doctrines. There are wrong teachings that teach that God created Christ. No. If you are going to worship God aright, we must think aright. We must worship biblically. We must think biblically. John 17, 5 says that Christ had the glory of God before the world existed. Why? Because he's the creator of the world. He had no beginning. He has always been. He is the brightness, the radiance of the what? Of the glory of God. Christ had this glory before the world ever existed. And what is the beauty of the gospel? Philippians chapter 2, it says that Christ, though he was in the form of God, though he had the nature of God, he was in the form of God, did not think equality a thing to be grasped, a thing to be held on to, a thing to be taken hold of no but what does it say did he empty himself taking on the form of a what of a man of a human of a servant do you know what this is saying church john chapter 1 verses 1 2 and 3 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was what was what god and the word became what flesh and dwelt among us. Do you know what this means? Christ hid the glory of God in a robe of flesh. And what is the beauty of the gospel? Is that robe of flesh was torn. Torn with a crown of thorns. Torn with a whip. With rock. Sharp objects that rip the flesh off the back, the sides, the chest of Christ. Torn to where they drove nails into his hands and nails into his feet. Torn as they thrust a spear into his side. That the flesh, that the body of Christ, who concealed the glory of God, suffered for my sin and for your sin. But now, what is the beauty of the gospel? 
Now he is the brightness. Now he is the radiance. Now we can see and we can feel the warmth of the glory of God in our lives that now what was concealed is now revealed. What was invisible is now visible. Now we can know the glory of God. For as John 17 says, as God glorified the Son, the Son now glorifies us. Hallelujah. And we can now share in the glory of God. But how does it come about? One way. Only through the radiance. Only through the brightness. Only through the rays of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is is the radiance of God's glory. Number two, he is the exact imprint of his nature. What does this mean? In Greek, in the original, the phrase exact imprint has the idea of a seal. It has the idea of an exact engraving. I'm going to give you a few scriptures, and I want you to note them if if you want to go back and, and really study these. John chapter 8, verse 42. Now here's the thinking. You and I cannot see God the Father. No one can see him. No one can live in the flesh and see him. You and I do not worship objects. We worship God who is a spirit. Many years ago, I went to Vietnam to smuggle Bibles into communist Vietnam. A friend and I went and we prayed the smuggler's prayer coined so many years ago by the great Brother Andrew, who has now gone on to be with the Lord. And the smuggler's prayer says, God, you were able to make blind eyes open. Now may you make open eyes blind. And we packed our suitcases full of Bibles, brought them into communist Vietnam, ran through the scanners, go through the checkpoints, and not one Bible taken, not one Bible confiscated. Amen? And we were able to deliver them to the churches. While I was there, they took me to a temple on the Cambodian-Vietnam border called the Cao Dai Temple. There was this massive image. I don't know how tall. I mean, just, oh, I don't even know. Probably 50 feet tall. And hundreds upon hundreds were bowing down, worshiping this idol, worshiping this object. No, 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 my friends. You and I worship God who is a spirit. We do not worship an object. We do not worship wooden objects made by hands. Every shop I would go into in Vietnam, they would have little wooden Buddhas. And they would have incense burning and they'd have fresh fruit. And I would think about what David wrote in the Psalms. Having eyes they cannot see. Having ears they cannot hear. Having minds they cannot think. No, we do not worship objects. We worship God Almighty who is a spirit. Jesus said in John 8, 42, he said, If you loved God, then you would love me, for I am sent by the Father. 
Jesus said in John 10, verse 30, I and the Father are what? One. What did we say? As you cannot separate the rays from, from the sun, you cannot separate Christ from God. John 10, 30, I and the Father are one. John chapter 14, verse 9, Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen what? The Father. Why does he say that? Because Hebrews 1.3, he is the exact imprint of the nature of God. He is the exact seal. He is the exact impression. In our English culture today, we would call it carbon copy. He is the exact, the carbon copy. It's where we get our English word character. Christ is the character of God. I want you to note this, Colossians 1 verse 15. Paul writes, oh, this is so masterful. Christ is the image of the invisible God. <laughs> See, when the scriptures say that he is the exact imprint Christ is the image of the invisible God. What's that mean? That now 2 Corinthians 4, 6, now we can see the glory of God. Now we can know the glory of God. How? Through the face of Jesus. Why? Because he is the exact imprint. Because he is the image of the invisible God. Isn't that it is just remarkable to you? One more verse for you. 1 Timothy 6, verses 15 and 16. Oh, don't miss this one. 1 Timothy 6, verses 15 and 16. Please get this. God alone is sovereign. Oh, that's enough to preach on right there. You ever been to a steak buffet? Oh, it's a steak buffet right there. Sometimes when I go to a steak buffet, I'll just walk up. You know, you know how the, they just give you one? And I'll, I'll say, why don't we save me and you both some time? Why don't you put a few on there? Let me give you a few. We'll save both of us some time here. John 8, 42. John 10, 30. Oh, I forgot John 1, 18. Note that, please. Christ is sent from God. No one can see God. John 1, 18. No one can see the Father, but the Father has sent Christ. Why? Because Christ is what the rays are to the Son. That's what Christ is to the Father. John 1, 18. Colossians 1, 15. And now lastly, note this. 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. What does it say? You alone are sovereign. He is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Verse 16, you alone have immortality. You dwell in unapproachable light. What did we say? As the sun would blind you, so God would blind you. We must have a mediator to see God, and it is Jesus Christ. He dwells. In unapproachable light. Oh, let me tell you, my friends, this is why it ought to shape our thinking. It's why it ought to correct our thinking. Don't become so familiar with God that you no longer fear him. If some of us had the right view of God, that he dwells in unapproachable light, we would stop taking his name in vain. 
If we saw him as the unapproachable like God, we would, instead of getting angry and saying, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, we would never, ever say such a thing. It would change the way we think, and it would change the way we act. It would change the way we respond. It would change the way we pray. It would change the way we worship. It would change our reverence for God if we saw him the way God wants us to see him. He alone has immortality. He alone dwells in unapproachable light. Why? For he is the source. And now look what it says. For no one has seen him And no one can see him. That's why the mystery of the gospel is that Christ, who is the brightness and the radiance of the glory of God, would robe himself in flesh and come and dwell among us and suffer. And what did we say in week one? Why was he appointed heir? Because he was appointed to suffer. For what purpose? Because he was appointed to glory. What glory? The glory he had before the world was ever created, John 17, 5. And now he brings us in to such glory. Now, what have we seen? He is the radiance of the glory of God. We understand what radiance is. We understand what he means by the glory of God. He is the exact seal, the exact expression, the exact imprint, the carbon copy of the nature. In other words, the essence, the being of God. What did we say last week or first week? Elohim. There's only one substance in the universe that is God. It is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three, yet one. One, yet three. There's only one in the entirety of all of existence, and it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's the nature of God, the essence of God, the being of God, and Christ is the exact image. He is the image of the invisible. Lastly today. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. I love the pattern that the Holy Spirit does here. I want you to note this. He starts by telling us. He tells us who Christ is. Who is he? He's appointed heir of all things. Then he tells us what he's done. What has he done? He created the ages. He created the world. Then the Holy Spirit again tells us who he is. Who is he? He's the radiance of the glory of God. He's the exact imprint of his nature. Now the Holy Spirit again is going to tell us what he does. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. He has made purification for sins. He has sat down at the majesty on high. Oh, see the flow? You see the pattern there? Now... He upholds the universe by the word of his power. Let's understand what this means and we'll begin to close today. The word upholding here in the Greek means to support. It means to carry. Uphold means to support. It means to carry. I want you to think about this for a moment. 
it, it, it does not just mean that Christ created the world as though it was one act. Now, say amen if you're with me right now. Oh, I don't, I, I, no, I said steak buffet, and now you're thinking about lunch. No, say amen if you're with me. Because the Lord's going to speak to us right now. Amen. He upholds. Not just that he did a one-time creation of a work. No. What, what, why are these phrases separated? Why does it not link it together phrase for You know why I believe? <laughs> because the Holy Spirit is showing us, yes, Christ created the world, but what's he doing right now in real time, this very moment? He's holding everything together by the word of his power. Friends, Christ is the creator, but he's also the sustainer, amen. And you know what that means? That means God can create miracles right now in your life. That means God can sustain you right now by his grace. That means that God is involved in your life. God sees what you're facing. God sees what you're going through. Oh, my friends, they tell me my retina is dead. They tell me it's completely torn. They tell me I will never see again. But let me tell you, God is the creator. Hallelujah. And he's not only the creator, he is the sustainer. He upholds all things by the word of his power. Right now, you and I exist because we're upheld by Jesus. Everything you see, everything you touch, everything you smell, everything you taste, everything you hear is upheld by the word of his power. And you know what that means by the word of his power? It means it is effortlessly by Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, don't think he's tired. Don't think he's exhausted. Don't think he's run out of miracles. Hallelujah. Don't think he's short on power. No, it's simply by the word of his power. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, do you see how these scriptures help us think right? Do you see how it helps us pray right? Do you see how it helps us feel right about God? And so when Satan comes and says, oh, God won't help you, and God won't deliver you, and God can't rescue you, and God can't work this out, and God has no ability, and God had no, you take Satan right to Hebrews 1.3 and say, no, I am upheld by the word of his power, amen. I tell you, don't you dare let Satan slap you around. Don't you let Satan push you over. Don't you let Satan discourage you. You take him straight to the word of God and you wear him out with the word. Amen. Christ is the radiance of what? Of God's glory. He's the exact imprint of what? The nature of God. And what does he do? That's who he is. But what does he do? He supports, he carries, he upholds not just your world and not just your life and not just your concerns and not just your burdens, the entire universe. And you, (laughs) and you're telling me that God can't handle your life? You're telling me God can't manage your life better than you can manage it? 
Oh, come on. Now say amen if you're with me right now. You telling me that God can't do a better job than you can do? He upholds the universe. How? Effortlessly. I close with this. We see it even in his earthly life. And if we see it in his earthly life, how much more now that he is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. What do we see? We see everything in the universe obeying him. The winds and the waves obeyed him. Sickness and disease obeyed him. Demons obeyed him. Death obeyed him. Everything in this universe is willed by the word of Jesus Christ. And you can't trust him? Oh, no. We ought to worship Jesus today. We ought to trust Jesus today. Why? Because he's the radiance of God's glory. He's the exact imprint of his nature. He sustains the universe by the word of his power. To get all of our resources and content, visit my website, awakenedtograce.com, or download our free mobile app, Awaken to Grace, wherever you get your favorite app.